Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself. And for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. Okay, so there we have it. An admission of guilt, a confession a smoking gun, whatever you want to call it, straight from the horse's mouth and other assorted cliches. What we warned about has been proven comprehensively to be correct. Not a conspiracy theory. So today, a hard-right conference took place called the National Conservatism Conference, which I'll talk more about. And Jacob Rees-Mogg, who is the slightly absurd torchbearer of hard-right Tory politics, declared... Parties that try and gerrymander end up finding their clever schemes come back to bite them, as I dare say we found out by insisting on voter ID for elections. We found the people who didn't have ID were elderly, and they, by and large, voted Conservative, so we made it hard for our own voters, and we upset a system that worked perfectly well. So what Jacob Rigg-Mogg is admitting is that the point of voter ID was to gerrymander the voting system in favour of the Conservatives. People like me and many others have been saying this ever since the Conservatives first floated the plan, that this was searching for a problem that barely exists. The cases of voter fraud, the evidence for voter fraud in this country is almost non-existent. I mean, it's literally almost non-existent. Year after year, every study has shown that this problem is barely there. And yet, instead, we end up with significant numbers of voters either prevented from voting or uh, deterred from voting. We know that, as the evidence shows, that Labour voters are the least likely to have a valid voter ID. What the Conservatives did, given there was a generational divide and younger voters are less likely to have valid ID, pensioners, and I know I need to always say this because I have pensioners who watch this show, uh, this channel, uh, or listen to the podcast, who go, hold on a minute, I'm a lifelong socialist, how dare you? have been a socialist longer than you've been alive. I get that, but just statistically speaking, older voters are overwhelmingly likely to support Conservatives, certainly in the last two elections, compared to younger voters who overwhelmingly supported Labour. And it's absolutely the case that elderly voters, whatever Jacob Rees-Mogg says, uh, were given lots of voter ID options that were not available uh, to younger voters who were more predisposed uh, to vote for the Labour Party. Um All he's saying then is he regrets this policy because it was intended, as he suggested, to gerrymander the election in favour of Conservatives. But he alleges that actually it ended up punishing pensioners who were more likely to vote Conservatives instead. Now, he didn't say this when he was a minister, when he was supporting voter ID, compulsory voter ID being forced through uh, Parliament. Uh, He then defended it from these accusations. So we now know that when we were called conspiracy theorists and all the rest of it by the Conservatives for making this point, we were absolutely correct. And the likes of Jacob Rees-Mong were clearly not saying the accurate truth about what voter ID meant. Now, we already had evidence that the Conservatives knew all this. Uh, The Spectator... Um, In The Spectator, there was a piece which said there was also the potential impacts of voter ID changes to consider when they were talking about the Tories' election prospects, adding Tower Hamlets will be voting Tory for the first time, jokes one Conservative. Now, the joke there, if you want to call it a joke, is that Tower Hamlets overwhelmingly doesn't vote for the Conservatives at all. 
And in fact, it's voters are overwhelmingly likely to vote for left of centre parties. Actually, a party called Aspire actually um, thrashed Labour from the left in local elections last year. But nonetheless, Tower Hamlets is clearly somewhere which does not support the Conservatives, except for little rich enclaves, um, because Tower, Ham uh, Tower Hamlets includes Canary Wharf and so on. Um, but nonetheless, what they were saying there is voter ID will prevent so many natural Labour voters from being able to vote that even in Tower Hamlets will end up with the Conservatives winning. Now, this whole approach was imported from the United States, from the Republican right, who have really pioneered attempts to rig the electoral system in favour of the natural voter base of the Republicans. So what they've tried to do is deter particularly black Americans from voting by a whole range of devious means um, and other voters who are most likely to support um, the Democrats and to, you know, stitch up election boundaries to that end. And voter ID has been part of that particular mix. Now, I have to say, the absolute chutzpah, the cheek of the right of this country, who are claiming that, and I'm going to defend Labour now, see, I can do it, caveats will apply. Um, the Daily Mail's front page, Starmer to use EU citizens to rig polls. Now, this is based on suggestions that Labour could extend the franchise so that long-standing EU citizens who can vote in local elections can also vote in general elections. Let's just hear what Keir Starmer had to say. If someone has been here, say, 10, 20, 30 years uh, contributing to this economy, part of our community, they ought to be able to vote. Let me bring it alive. I've obviously knocked on a lot of doors in the last few years, and you go to doors sometimes in general election, and you're met with someone who says, look, I'm... An EU citizen, I've been living here for 30 years, I'm married to a Brit, um, my kids were raised and brought up here, they're now working in the UK, um, I'm even work, you know, well working in lots of community projects etc, but I can't vote. Um, and I think there's a, there's a, that, that feels wrong and something ought to be done about it. When someone has, you know, let's just take someone who's been here for 30 years, has literally put down their roots here, as I say, married to a Brit, their kids are here. They, this is their country, this is where they live, this is where they contribute. I think it's very hard to say, well, you should really be voting back in your country of origin where you haven't been living for 30 years. That actually just doesn't, doesn't pass the common sense test for me. Now, you know what, the caveat, I'm afraid, has to apply that I don't believe anything Keir Starmer says because he's a serially dishonest politician um he made a series of pledges in the leadership election which he did not honor and has you turned on and on the show the lbc show he you know goes on down that path talking about why he's demanding tuition fees pledges and all the rest of it but on this particular one obviously i support what Keir Starmer is saying it's absolutely correct that long-standing eu citizens should be able to vote these are people who live in this country work in this country they're our fellow citizens they're our neighbors they're our lovers in some cases um now, you know, it's notable that, um... Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass? So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. 
In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash spoken today. Well, let's just, just explain the difference between what the Tories are accusing Labour of and vice versa. Because what the Tories are doing is accusing the right, they're accusing Labour of seeking to rig elections in Labour's favour by enfranchising long-standing EU citizens who are resident here, um, as well as extending the vote to 16 and 17-year-olds. Now, the difference in what Labour and the Tories are doing is the Tories know that they benefit when the right to vote is restricted, that democracy is shrunk. They're protesting that the more people who are given the right to vote, the better for Labour. But that's merely conceding that more democracy is bad for the Conservative Party. That's what it's saying. Well, that's true, obviously. <laughs> yeah, the more you expand the right to vote in Britain, the worse it is for the Conservatives. Now, younger people are not innately anti-Tory traditionally. That's a myth. People think, well, you're left-wing when you're young and then the University of Life schools you and all the rest of it. But actually... Um, you know, as a point I've often made, so you, some of you might be like rolling your eyes at repetition, but in 1983, Margaret Thatcher had a nine-point lead amongst 18 to 24-year-olds. The reason they've become so overwhelmingly anti-Tory is because the Tories built a society which made the lives of younger people pretty hellish. They promised freedom, they delivered insecurity. That's neoliberalism for you. Housing crisis, jobs crisis, attack on the, on the welfare state, attack on youth services, indebting them. Um, saddling them with huge debt for going to university. We could go on, as well as waging war their social values, um, you know, on rights for women and minorities. Um, so the Tories wage war with them, you know, and therefore, you know, younger people are not predisposed to voting Tory. So 16 and 17 year olds have the right to vote. Well, what the Tories would have to do is they would be forced to do more things to address the needs of younger people. If they wanted to make, you know, that's that would that's what expanding democracy would do. It would be better for younger people because the Tories, and again, I must emphasize, 1.9 million pensioners live in poverty. Not all pensioners vote Conservative. But it's true that the Conservatives rightly ring-fence pensioner provision with a triple lock on pension, which I support. Um, living standards for pensioners went up, unlike the rest of the population, due to large, you know, most pensioners are homeowners. House prices went up. Pension triple lock has been protected. That's not true for all pensioners um, in terms of living standards, but enough to ensure that the Tories won the pensioner vote. Um, now, they would have to do more to win over younger people, which they clearly are not willing to do. Now, Labour needs to commit to expanding the franchise, such as automatic voter registration, proportion of representation. Starmer backtracked on that. You know, it, you know, I often said before that in the Corbyn era that Labour was like a loveless marriage between its left and right flanks. Um, you know, where they were sharing separate beds, separate bedrooms, leaving angry post-its on the fridge. But um, they couldn't afford a separate house. But now, with the right taking over, the left is basically locked in the attic with the hope that it will just die off. So it was a democratic imperative for me to have proportional representation where you get seats reflected by how many votes you get, getting rid of the outdated first-past-the-post system. Um, now, you know, that would mean a fair representation of views. Um you know, I mean, they don't want to do that, Starmer's goons, because their view is, well, we crushed the left within the Labour Party. They know they'd have a left a party to the left, which would win seats, and then they would have to do coalitions with them. So, like, we, we didn't defeat the left within the Labour Party to have to do coalitions with them for the rest of our lives. And they know, they would know in France, for example, the centre-left became the junior partners in 
an alliance with the more radical left led by Jean-Luc Mélenchon. And if people say with Paul Trevor's and Satan, well, you'll end up with right-wing extremists too. But as a moot point, because they've taken over the Conservatives, and, and they'll be more extreme after the election. That's what the National Conservatism Conference is all about. It's a hard-right conference, by the way, which I said to say more about. Speakers who said they want to ban abortion, accuse Rishi Sunak of not showing British values because of his faith. Yeah, the Tory MP talking about cultural Marxism, which is widely regarded as an anti-Semitic uh, dog whistle, and um, who said that low birth rate is UK's top priority, not mentioning the anti-family record of the government, not least how unaffordable childcare is for so many people, or the housing crisis, we could go on. That, that faction will completely take over the Conservatives after a defeat. Um, so that the radical right have already taken over. That's why far-right parties got thrashed at the local elections, because people are like, oh, no, just vote Tory instead. Um, a proportion of representation means that they'll be more likely to be a more conventional European-style centre-right, maybe Christian Democratic Party, which has been squashed in the modern Conservatives. So actually, it doesn't work. But you should have a fair reflection of views. Labour, at the moment, want to drive out anyone who believes in public ownership, higher taxes on the rich, strong trade unions, scrapping tuition fees. Um, proportional representation would stop that from happening because all voters would have their views represented. So that's what Labour needs to do. That's why I support. I want a hung parliament because I don't think Labour will do this if they win a majority. Obviously, I want the Tories out. Um, but what we can see is the Tories have admitted it. They're rigging the electoral system in their favour. And that's why we need a democratic expansion, an expansion of democracy via expanding the right to vote. And also introducing proportional representation, which the smaller party should demand Labour should do in a hung parliament if that happens. Though Labour have every chance, I would say, of winning a majority. That's my thoughts on that. Please like and subscribe. Do support us on Patreon.com. See you in a bit. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with and Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that and Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at bowlandbranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.